Hi, this is Michelle bringing you hope again. I hope your day is going well. Today, I have a segment about dogs. Dogs, yeah. It's kind of a different angle, isn't it? I have a great friend who um, brings comfort dogs into traumatic places like um, school shooting sites and um, different places where kids are struggling with trauma for different reasons. And she has gone on to build a program and build a lot of um, different ways that she can teach how to bring comfort to others by using lessons from dogs, using lessons from dogs. And I thought, wow, how many parents out there would love to have comfort in this difficult time of living with an addicted loved one and trying to sort through what to do and what not to do. And I'm always looking for different pieces to bring to you to kind of inspire you and make you think outside the box a little. And with addiction, so often we talk about tough love, right? Tough love and how we can motivate our addicted loved one to change because they're so resistant to change and we just can't control them and all that stuff, right? And so I thought this would be like a whole different approach and maybe um, something to think about because I don't know where you are today. I don't, I don't know what you're struggling with and I can't tell you the best road to success for you. I just can't because every one of the things I've learned that's a top priority in all this addiction stuff is what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another. And we have to meet our children, our loved ones, where they are, because we know them better than probably anybody, right? So today, I'm just going to give you some teaching points about some things we can learn from dogs. So um, one of the things that dogs do is they always see the best in us, They don't judge us or hold grudges. And sometimes as parents of addicted loved ones, we have a hard time with letting go of things that bother us about what our children are choosing to do. And with that comes a lot of assumptions and judgments about them. It's hard, it's hard not to. But this gets in the way of being nice to them. Um, Instead, we avoid them or we get angry. Think about dogs. They never do. They, they rarely get angry unless they're trained. But I, I mean, a, a family pet, I don't know about your dogs, but mine, my goodness, I can step on their foot and they can yipe. And the next minute they're licking me saying, it's okay, it's okay, right? So dogs, they just see someone they love and want to be with. Um, so maybe think about when you talk to your addicted loved one next time, think about how you can comfort him or her. And you might be sitting here thinking, are you kidding me, Michelle? 
it's time for them to give me some comfort. And I totally get it. I'm right where you are. Um, which is why for me, a lot of times I couldn't even um, be around my child or um, I chose to completely detached during certain periods because I was emotionally a wreck. I couldn't handle it. But um, let me just keep going with these. So dogs, they recognize when you're hurting, don't they? Um, I have literally been sobbing in my in my chair and my golden doodle, Jetta, she's jet black. She comes over and she just puts her paw on my arm. It's like, oh my gosh, she knows how upset I am. And I'll just get on the floor and she just crawls into my arms and lets me hug her. So you know what I'm talking about if you have a dog. And if you're not a dog lover, you might this might not make sense to you. You might want to click off right now. <laughs> no. But um, there's still lessons you can learn from dogs. Because um, even if you don't have one, I'm sure that you see movies and things like that. But dogs can sense when you're having a bad day. And think about that with your addicted loved one. Maybe having, maybe that'll help you think, you know, it'll help you listen to them. How are you doing? How are you doing today? How are you feeling? And then recognize when they're hurting or, oh, I can tell that you must be really hurting today. The hardest part is just not saying anything, right? But think of a dog. Dogs can't talk, so they just listen. They just listen. Well, I know, as humans, we're not good at this. We spend most of our time thinking about our own hurts instead of our others who are hurting. And I can promise you this. I don't know your addicted loved one. I don't know anything about him or her. But I can promise you that he or she is hurting. And he or she has probably suffered some trauma that to us um, might be trivial, but to them, um, they're hurting. They're really hurting. And so maybe we can comfort them just knowing, just recognizing that they're hurting. The third thing is dogs, they show up and they're there for you. They're never too busy. Gosh, don't you wish you were never too busy? One of the best things about having a dog is the way they greet you when you come home. You're like the only thing on their mind. Um, They're happy to see you, and that makes us feel good. Doesn't it make you feel great when you're greeted by your dog? Well, think about how your addicted loved one would feel if you put them first. Now, I don't mean if they've just stolen from you for drugs or if they've just ended up in jail or done something horrible. Um, No, you have to deal with the pain in that moment. I'm saying when they need you, maybe just not be too busy to listen. Dogs, they listen, they're confidential. (laughs) They don't go out and tell anybody your secrets. When you're feeling lonely and sad and you're afraid to share your feelings with others, they're there. And um, they don't talk back. They don't try to give you advice. They just listen. And for many of us, that's so hard to do. My gosh, my granddaughters tell me all the time I lecture. Oh, Mimi, would you just stop lecturing? So here I am 
trying not to, I really do, um, but it's really hard and um, we want to solve problems and we, we don't just listen. So um, that's another great lesson we can learn from a dog, right? They're never at a loss for words. Sometimes we just don't know what to say, right? When people are struggling. Um, We're afraid to say the wrong thing and make it worse. Um, We avoid interaction because of this fear. Um, But then we watch dogs and they actually seek out those who are hurting. And it ends up not being so much about the words, does it? But it's just the caring hugs and the licks. You know how they just look at you and they can lick you and you know, put their paw on you or jump in your lap and just lean into you. So they don't, they comfort us, right? But they don't say a cotton picking thing. So remember that, right? When we're comforting our loved ones, our addicted loved ones, they, um, they comfort anyone and our and everyone, and are, they're rarely awkward. Have you ever watched a dog go up to total stranger? My my little Simba, he's a he's a Cavapoo, Cavalier, King Charles Spaniel Poodle. He goes up to people, and his tail wags so violently that his whole back end wiggles. Right? I mean, he he never growls at anybody. I've never heard him growl. He loves everybody, and um, he just goes up to them. total strangers and um, but as humans we don't think that way we avoid people um, sometimes especially when they're hurting I know you know what I mean like have you ever seen anybody that's just so crying or that just lost somebody and you're like oh my gosh I don't know what to say so I'm not going to say anything I'm just going to walk away because we're kind of uncomfortable with that but dogs they don't even think about it they just go up and you know they fill that loneliness gap right away Um, The next one is they are present. When we ourselves hurt, it can be hard to trust our feelings with people. Sometimes um, people are too busy and they don't want to bother us. Um, But when you have a dog, you know that they will be there for you. You know you aren't bothering them. So even if you mess up, um, it creates a bond of trust and love. And this is connecting with compassion this is comfort. So even if, let's say, the last time your addicted loved one, um, you were yelling at him or her, or you parted with words or something, um, there's you can still go back with open arms and comfort him or her. Even though we might not approve of their choices, we have to still let them know that we love them, we care for them, and we believe in them. We believe in them. Dogs are relational. They don't go through life ignoring other dogs. Gosh, I don't know about you, but if we're walking down the street and they see another dog, they want to hurry up and play. They are happiest when they're around other people. They love to play because they're wired to be the happiest when they're with others. 
and people, we are the same. We're wired to be happiest when we share life together. And you can't tell me that you don't wish that you could share your life with your addicted loved one. Um, I know, I know you remember when they were children and when they didn't talk back and they were healthy and they would sing in church or, or they would cook with you or bake with you and you were the sun and the moon and the stars to them. So um, they don't want to be alone. Do you know that the anecdote to addiction is connectivity? It's connecting. But so often I heard this when Ryan was in active use, and I thought, how in the world am I supposed to connect with him? How? Well, moms and dads, you have to recover. You have to go into a recovery mode yourselves. Even though we can't control their addiction, we can control our reaction and we can learn ways to comfort them without approving of what they're doing, right? There's a difference here. And dogs, doggone it, they do it every day. It's who they are. Um, It's easy to see how they fall into doing this every day. It's just easy. They just spend their lives focused on others. From the moment my dogs wake up to the moment they sleep, they want to be with me and they want to see me happy. Um, today, our, our grand dog lives with us because we're guardians to our grandchildren. And so we had to kind of bring Charlie into our house. Um, and he is a Yorkie schnauzer. I think they call him a schnorky. Oh my golly gosh, he has anxiety issues, okay? He's only probably maybe 10 pounds, maybe less. And today, I typically, I'm a little hyperactive, so I can run into the house from the grocery store and just be like running here and running there. And I looked down in the corner and there was Charlie hovering in the corner, trembling, just trembling. He was so frightened. And I thought, oh my golly, he is so afraid of something. But what is it, right? What is it? And my granddaughter said, well, that's because, you know, sometimes there was a lot of anger in our house and dad would run in and throw things and, and show his anger. And he, he just was wound up so tight that Charlie would just go hide. And I get it. So I see Charlie and it's, he's my barometer, right? He's my, oh my goodness, I must, I must be acting like I'm a little schizo right now. I better, I better not act this way. So I pick him up and it's just my reminder to be calmer and to comfort him, right? But I don't know, I kind of got off on a tangent there, but it's most dogs aren't like that. Most dogs, they just, they just want to um, help us eliminate our fears, right? And um, sometimes dogs are good barometer for fears in general. I know Charlie is. So he was, he was able to show me that my actions, my behavior was scaring him. So very, very interesting side note there. Um, what else? So um, maybe maybe you have a cat <laughs> that comforts you. 
But this week, as you're going through your your life and all the problems that you're dealing with, think about how you can comfort comfort your addicted loved one. Not not approve of what they're doing, but maybe it's just meeting them at the coffee shop and just listening to them for a while. Just listen. How are you doing? So what are you struggling with? And not falling into the emotion of trying to fix them, trying to rescue them. Just listen. Just listen. Because sometimes their problems are different than what we imagine them to be. And just put your arm around him or her and tell them, say, hey, I can tell you're struggling right now. I just want you to know I love you. That's all. You don't have to say, well, how can I help you? (laughs) Because why not? Because they can help themselves, right? We have to make them believe that they can help themselves. And we know they can, right? We know it. Um, We just have to be their guide. And if you think of somebody guiding you, think of a comfort dog and how that comfort dog will guide you with listening, with an open mind, um, with a non-judging attitude. They'll keep everything confidential. They'll be present. They're rational. They don't make you feel awkward. And they don't make you feel like they're too busy for you. Unless they have a bone, of course. But, you know... (laughs) Then they don't have any time for you. They just have time for their bone. But think about how a dog can um, help you, help lead you in comforting your addicted loved one. I hope this has helped you some today. And if it has, uh, give me a star review. Let me know that you're out there listening and let other people know because I'm all about making my mess a message for others who could benefit from the hope and inspiration that I'm bringing. God bless.